Lodgecasters, welcome to the Lodgecast, the official podcast show of Gentleman'sAvenue.com. I'm your host, Mr. M. This is being recorded at the Lodge in Whittier, California. We're on the 13th floor, the penthouse suite of Whittier's tallest, tallest building. We can overlook downtown Los Angeles from here. We could actually see the coast. That's right, folks. We went to the top of the damn building. You're tuned in to episode 20. That's 2-0, man. That's crazy. We have a great guest for you. This is an original musician, Adriana. You guys are going to find all out about her, and uh, maybe she'll play a few songs. So that'll be coming up a little bit later. Stay tuned for that. Today is August 21st, 2017. Remember, you can find us on our website, gentlemansavenue.com forward slash the Lodgecast. On social media, we're on face, we're on Instagram, not Facebook. We're on Instagram at Lodgecast, on Twitter at the Lodgecast. All of these are available on iTunes, Google Play, and Blurberry. So don't forget, we not only have a podcast, which is the audio only portion of the show, but we also have a vodcast, which is the video. So if you want to check it out and see what we're doing and check out this amazing 13th floor penthouse suite studio set uh, with the marble floors. And I believe, as Luis Ariaga said uh, on episode 17, um, the ice sculptors, uh, the mermaid ice sculptors that are brought in daily. Uh, you want to check out the vodcast. All right. So that's that. So the latest and the greatest with gentlemansavenue.com. All right. Today. So this will probably come out. This will probably come out in three or four weeks from today. So I know the eclipse will be old news for everybody, but uh, apparently everybody was flooding my feed, the social media feed with images of wearing welding helmets to look up at the sun, people staring or getting the reflection in a cereal box to, uh, you know, it was like a phenomenon, right? Everybody's out there and there's people taking pictures with their kids, you know, <laughs> Eclipse 2017. Uh, it was just this really, really big, uh, I think, uh, fad. Um, not quite sure how many people understand what's really going on scientifically in the Eclipse. But nevertheless, that happened today. Uh, did I look? No, I didn't. Do I care? No, I don't. Now, if there was a damn comet or something, you know, hurtling towards the earth, okay, you know, of course, I'll, I'll be staring through, you know, tissue boxes, cereal boxes, you name it. But, you know, that's life, right? People just, they get onto something or something looks cool and everybody just, you know, basically wants to take a selfie with it. And if that was you, God bless you and happy that you were able to <laughs> experience it. Apparently, the next one's coming in 2024 something like that. I'm not sure. And today I released the episode with Luis Ariaga, who is, was the first guy, the first band signed to Wild Records. Uh, and it was just a great time, man. I mean, he brought me the first 45 that was pressed by Wild Records. Now it's not the literal first one out of the press, but it was part of that first batch ever made. And uh, so I really enjoyed that whole episode. And obviously, during the editing process, I get to listen and watch it again. And then I watch it again to make sure everything's all good. So I've probably watched it three or four times before it's ever released to make sure everything's buttoned up. So anyways, today that was released. It, uh, you know, I'm really thankful, right? Thankful that, you know, people are still coming and, and wanting to come onto the show and, and, you know, hang out, basically shoot the breeze with me and talk about life or whatever they got going on. So 
next next week, which would this would already see. So the timing's all wrong. I know I'm giving you time references, but uh, the Brandon Campbell episode and the Greenspans would already have been released. But at this point, when this is being recorded, it has not been released, and I'm looking forward to processing that one. It was a real good time, and I, don't, I honestly don't think I laughed as much in all my episodes as I did with uh, Josh Greenspan and Brandon Campbell. Man, it was just a freaking riot with those guys. So that'll be coming out. But by the time this episode comes, you guys will already be able to have seen it. I know it's the magic of Back to the Future, right? <laughs> so I have a few things up my sleeve, a few things that I'm working on, a few things that have not been put out there that, you know, it's to keep me busy, keep my mind busy and keep my my spirits up and, you know, productive. So maybe this year, maybe next year, <laughs> we'll see when they come out. So anyways, that is the latest and the greatest with gentlemensavenue.com. And I'm going to invite our guest, Adriana, onto the set. Come on down, Adriana. Here we are. Adriana, nice to see you. Nice to see you too. How's it going? It's going good. As a matter of fact, everybody's probably sitting there and they're thinking like, we have this long past. This long friendship. And in a way, I, I think, you know what, now that I remember, because we were sitting here talking earlier about, you know, whatever, just time, how long I've been doing this. And I think you might have won a contest. I did, did you? actually. One of the contests I did on social media? I did. I won through Wild Record CDs. It was uh, a okay. Dusty Chance, um, Israel, and Omar Romero. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. I thank you guys for the CDs, by the way. I really appreciate that. See, you know what? And not only is it proof that we actually do give out things, you know, like it's not like fake, right? Oh, uh, no, that was totally random. <laughs> and I remembered it. I don't know how right now. Just It just popped in my head because we were chatting earlier before we, we, we started filming. And I don't know how in the hell I thought, I think she won one of these contests we did on social media. That was a few years too, a few years back. Yeah. I yeah. remember that. Yeah. Um, and you were one of the few winners. That, see, now my memories, it's it's kicking out a lot of dust, but it's working. <laughs> but you were one of the few winners that actually posted the prize, like that you actually got it on social media. If I remember correctly, I think you, I remember your guitar and your guitar had stickers on it. Yeah. And, and you posted, I think the CD is like kind of laid out. I was thinking, how cool could I make this? I tried to make it Instagram worthy, <laughs> put some guitar picks around it and everything. <laughs> and you know, there's people that will not post it they, uh, if they win some. And that's why we I stopped doing giveaways because I just thought, you know what? You're a fucking douchebag. I'm sorry. You, you, I mean, how dare you? I give you something. You won. I give you a prize. And, you, and part of it is, hey, can you just repost it? <laughs> Right. I just give us a shout out, something. <laughs> yeah. Acknowledge that I'm a human being. Right? <laughs> and then I get, you know, matter of fact, we had Omar. Omar was here. Uh, Omar Romero. And then, of course, Luis, the episode I just released today, which was, you know, th- those guys are like huge in rockabilly. I think Omar's might be still in Europe. I know he did a, a tour, which is, you know, it's, it's awesome, right? Music. Because you, oh, you're, yeah. you're a musician. Right. Somewhat of a musician. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll label you. And, and it's funny because even like Omar, a lot of the guys, they don't like these labels. But I'm like, but how else do I call it? All right. You know what I mean? <laughs> a noisemaker. 
know? That's what I label it. <laughs> no, but you are. And I think that's what caught my attention. Um, I think I remember. See, now now my memories. Maybe it was the eclipse. It's kind of like that uh, whole men in black thing. It just kind of erases your memory temporarily. <laughs> I think it might have brought mine back a little bit. <laughs> because now I think I can remember. I think because one of the things that I've seen on, on your Instagram feed uh, you would post these these video clips, right? You'd be uh, doing a song, and I, I I think I shared it. I think I reposted it because I was like, man, that was just awesome. Oh, cool! It, it always like makes me happy when other people are like, I really dig your stuff. Like, I don't know, music to me, like when I hear it and it touches me, I feel amazing. So, like, if someone else can tell me that they, they get that same feeling. Mm-hmm. makes me like feel like i've done my job like even though i don't really support myself off of music this technically is my job because mm-hmm. i can't see myself doing anything else i don't know it's just what i really like to do so that's really cool though mm. it's being a creator because i mean not everybody has that ability to you know i don't care if it's finger painting <laughs> or, or do something you know that you can say is yours that yeah it came from your imagination, your passion. And I think with your music, because your influences, who have been your influences? Uh, one of my major influences, um, anybody who knows me know, knows my major influence was uh, Brian Setzer of the Stray Cats. Mm-hmm. I just remember being like 16, 17, listening to the Stray Cats and hearing these like epic guitar solos and looking like a stupid dork in my room playing air guitar and mm-hmm. one time i caught a glimpse of myself in the mirror and i was like you know you gotta get a real guitar because that looks like so stupid and i <laughs> well, thought you're, like, <laughs> you're, you're you're doing air guitar to to setzer yes and mm-hmm. i i look so dumb because i mean it's like so intricate and i didn't even know what guitar looked like at the moment so i'm just like you know making stupid hand gestures and I just remembered uh, it was summertime and I was like, when I go back to school, I got to know how to play guitar. Like, how cool would I be if I knew how to play guitar? Mm-hmm. And so I spent the summer learning and I was nowhere near as good as I thought I would have been when I got back to school. I thought I would be shredding, but I was still like one note, like just playing on my E string, hitting one note at a time, figuring it out. And how old were you at this time? At that time, 16, but I stuck with it. So this year, this month would be 10 years mm-hmm. playing guitar, so... It's been a great gift, gift mm-hmm. that keeps on giving because you could never stop learning. Mm-hmm. And that's what that's what I love about it. Yeah, I, I remember when the Stray Cats they came on the scene, and I think maybe I was either in middle school, maybe or high school at the time. And I mean, it just was like it, every like almost every click in the school just gravitated towards that music. It was that it was rock and roll. I know, like Omar and Luis, we talked, and I'm, and, you know, and I'm like, I, I hate to label it like rockabilly, but it's it's because it's rock and roll, you know. I mean, it's a specific genre of rock and roll, but it's you know, and we call it rockabilly because of whatever, right? Maybe there's a upright bass and you know, three piece band or whatever. And but he has now he has what an orchestra or something? Yeah, he's this, what seventeen piece orchestra. Damn. And he's doing his whole Rockabilly Riot tour. It's mm-hmm. pretty cool. I got got to see him in June, and I got to meet him like for the first time ever, and I was like kind of starstruck. But uh, it was cool. He like had a whole full blown conversation with me. We talked about music, and it got to the point where I thought that I was talking to him for too long, so I kept trying to back away from the conversation. <laughs> but he kept engaging, yeah. and I was like, "Oh, that's so cool! Like he's actually genuinely interested in like what I have to say." So that was a pretty cool like uh, 
when you meet your guitar hero and mm-hmm. they're actually a humble person that's a really good experience yeah it, it's awful when you meet somebody that you look up to and then they're just the total douche like just, oh my god oh. right just to anybody in general <laughs> which has happened to me more than once matter of fact just this last week i'm started working on something and um i had the strangest series of conversations with somebody I almost felt like dude you're such a dick like i i, I literally was so and, and, and it bothered me so much i've been thinking about it and i was like i think i want to send them a follow-up email i actually want to tell them you know you are so rude and unprofessional and you're a total letdown what you say and what you do are two different things you know the way the, the the game that you run when you do what you say you don't your lifestyle doesn't re- reflect it cuz you treated me just like you stepped on me in somebody's yard and you're trying to scrape me off on the sidewalk i mean literally it was bad Dang. at one point i remember it was the two conversations somebody who handles their career and then the actual person which i thought if the person who handled their career if you treated me like shit why did you pass me on and then the person follows up? Why <laughs> would you do that? You've already like smashed me. And I remember there was like a 10 or 15 second pause in the conversation because I literally thought, I'm going to tell them, you know, I don't need you, man. Seriously, there's this is not worth it. I paused and it was such an awkward pause in a conversation. But it sucks when you meet somebody or you encounter or communicate with somebody who you look up to, and they're totally like the devil, you know? Seriously, that even goes as far to, like, just anybody in general. Mm -hmm. Somebody you're crushing on, you go talk to them, and you're like, wow, you're such an asshole. Like, what the hell? (laughs) (laughs) Like, never mind. Not cute anymore. Yeah. But when they accomplish stuff, see? When when they're successful, you know that they did it somehow or another, dealing with people, and then they deal with you. And that's good that Brian was, you know, personable, and sounds like he was... uh, Chatty Cathy, but that's awesome, you know? Uh, who else Who else uh, were your musical influences? Influences are all over the place, to be honest. Like, uh, one of my favorite bands growing up was, oddly enough, ABBA. And it's mm-hmm. weird to kind of say that. It's a guilty pleasure. But I listen from everybody to <laughs> uh-huh. ABBA, Hank Williams, to ZZ Top. Uh, I consider myself somewhat of a music junkie, so I just love, love, love music. And um, majorly influenced... I would say, like, uh, Dick Dale, as far as guitar playing goes, his shit, like, really blows me away. Mm-hmm. Um, Singing-wise, uh, Fleetwood Mac, Stevie Nicks, I love her lyrics. lyrics uh, Fleetwood Mac in general, I love all their music. Before the girls came on, after the girls came on. Um, yeah, just mm. ranges everywhere. I couldn't say, like, particularly one good artist. I would just keep naming and naming and naming and naming. Now... Because ABBA, they are, what were they, Dutch, Swiss? I, they were from Europe. I don't want to say Dutch, but I want to say, I want to say Swiss, but I'm like yeah. 50% like unsure, so don't don't quote me on that. <laughs> yeah, if they call you up and go, we're not Dutch. <laughs> <laughs> they have a reunion just to prove me wrong. <laughs> they do a Swiss chocolate commercial just to prove me wrong. <laughs> or the Swiss Miss hot chocolate. Yeah. No, and that's music, music. It's because your style, how would you categorize your style? Ah, oh, that's, a, that's a tough one. Because I remember you were saying earlier, like, uh, 
how Omar was saying, like, he doesn't really like labels. I'm kind of the same way, like, just in life in general. I feel like the only two labels life comes down to is whether you're male or female. And even then, like, if you strip those last two labels away from us, we're all human. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing goes with music. I feel like uh, the labels just categorize where the music's coming from, for mm-hmm. se. Like, because blues and country isn't really different from each other. It's both expressing emotion in mm-hmm. different ways. And, you know, it's, it's different in different areas. Like, for instance, rap on West Coast and East Coast express two totally different things, mm-hmm. even though it's the same genre. So for me, genre doesn't doesn't necessarily exist because I'm influenced by so much that my style can go from, like, rockabilly to surf to blues to pop to, like, somewhat loungy. And just depending on what I'm listening to at that moment is what I'm learning. Because um, how I love, love learning guitar is learning a new song from an artist I like. And since... Uh, the genres I like are all over the place. I'm always learning different styles and mm-hmm. I'll incorporate like a little lick from this song here and here and here and there. And next thing you know, I just have this mix of random, random stuff. Mm-hmm. My music's like America. I'm a big mixing bowl of mm-hmm. uh, styles. Yeah. Well, I think that's, that's what, the, like I was saying earlier about like the whole rockabilly label is because it's, it, there's other pieces that are put in it. You know, it's not, but it's a form of rock and roll that, has a specific set of whatever patterns or you know whatever tempos true yeah <laughs> um and i think that has its characteristics yeah that you can identify it right you're not gonna like think you're not gonna mistake it for salsa you know <laughs> maybe cumbia billy right um, oh yes that's another one of my influences by the way the commons they, mm-hmm. man they're such an amazing band like they play like a psychedelic cumbia punk rock and roll just a weird mixture of genres and it works so well i just saw they're on a bill with it, I, I don't know what event it was i just saw it today and uh, the tigres del norte yeah i think it's tropicali yeah is the event chicano batman I saw the comments, Brenton Wood, and I mean it was like the weirdest. It was like all over the place. The like, lineup, yeah. yeah, and it was deep. I mean, it was a big. I don't know, maybe like twenty or thirty bands, so something ridiculous. It was, it was a lot of bands. Yeah, I think it's coming up some like September or something like that mm. at the Queen Mary. But that looks yeah. like a down ass show. Like, yeah, yeah, looks they, like something to check out for sure. Yeah, which Chicano Batman too. They they kind of have that. It's almost like. They're in a kitchen going, yeah, throw that in. Throw in that in. <laughs> hey, yeah, throw that in. We'll, we'll see if we like it. Um, so you, were you into like Wild Records? Is that why you, you entered the contest? Were you into there more? Yeah, I was into Wild Records for a really good minute. And I still am. Um, but for a minute, I was really focused on trying to get on to Wild Records. They had an audition and uh, I actually went and it was in the works. But then every, like, we were in talks about getting on and... Um, Things happened with his whole Wild Records movie, and then from there, just you know, promotion after promotion after promotion kind of led to us not really getting that clear lines of communication to where we could make it work. Mm-hmm. And then after a while, like it sucks, I'm, I'm gonna be that person, but I just gave up and I was like, yeah, I'll <laughs> do my own thing. And so that's kind of how what brought me here. I just started doing my own thing and uh, just picking up like very very random shows here and there, like one show here, one show there, mm-hmm. and um, just seeing where music takes me really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the uh, the documentary that they did, those wild ones, was was pretty deep. I oh, I've yeah. seen it. Uh, have you seen it? Yeah, yeah. I actually caught a glimpse of myself at one of their shows, and I was like, "Oh my god, I'm there for like a second. 
<laughs> yeah, it was. When I went to go see it, they did a, a screening at a studio called Rally Studios, which was, I believe, started by Charlie Chaplin. And it was across the street from Paramount. And it was just awesome because here we are in this amazing historical part of Hollywood, old Hollywood. And I don't know, maybe 90% of the Wild family was there. You know, and, and I'm like one of the outsiders, right? I'm like just somebody who's not, you know, Rev had invited me, but I, I went. And it was cool because, you know, here we are in the theater and watching it. And I could look around and I'm like, oh, there's Marlene. Oh, there's Victor. Oh, there's Omar. You know, it was. To, and then you're looking up on their screen and you're watching their their lives, you know, which was pretty tough. I mean, I think which was was sad was the day well, when they uh, when they did that screening, because in the movie in the documentary during that period, Reb's father died. And then when they did the screening, Reb's mother had also died. So he's watching this. And I remember it was it was heart wrenching for me to see Reb get up in front of everybody when he speaks. He, he was speaking at the screening. And I mean, he just broke down. And it was it was I mean, I don't think there was a dry eye in the room because he was reliving not only the, the loss of his father, but then also now his mother had recently passed. So it was it was uh, but that labels, you know, it's, it's, it's a special part of music independent music right oh yeah they've inspired me for sure mm -hmm. like the fact that he started his own record label after like nobody really gave him the chance he's like i'll do it myself and i'm gonna promote these kids you know like they have music they have something here just because you guys don't see it doesn't mean it's not there mm -hmm. and that's pretty much how i feel about music like art is an expression i don't think anybody can sound horrible like Maybe someone does sound bad to you, but doesn't mean it's not someone else's cup of tea. Mm -hmm. Like, so I think music is just a constant thing. Like in shows like American Idol and stuff like that, they don't really know what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. They're looking for a specific sound. But just because someone doesn't sound what you think they should sound like doesn't mean they're a bad artist. Like, I don't think I can sing, but some people do. So, you know, they like it. Why not? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm definitely no freaking Beyonce or anything, but I could get my stuff done for what I do. She lip syncs anyways. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> in the studio and in the... Because you, you also, you record at home. I'm learning to record at home, yeah. I saw that. I saw you were... What were you using? Were you using Audition? What were you using? I'm using uh, a Foresight uh, Scarlett 2i2. No, but the software. The software, I'm using uh, Pro Tools. Pro Tools. Ooh, which is heavy duty. Well, yeah, I have a Pro Tools first, which is like their, I guess, like introduction mm -hmm. and so since i'm learning um it's it's good for what it does but when i get better i'm gonna totally invest in the actual program for pro tools or someone was telling me to go with uh with daw or reaper like mm -hmm. it would be so much easier and it's free but um i think you have to pay for the licensing is all but uh when i get more into it i'm definitely gonna invest in a better software yeah, you could probably find them on craigslist <laughs> <laughs> oh, hopefully. Thanks for the advice. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking that. I, I'm just, I'm sure they're officially licensed software uh, on Craig's list. But uh, so you're not, you're not only, not only are you doing your own music, but now you're also going into the nuts and bolts, the behind the scenes, the producing your, you know, figure you're seeing it. You're seeing it from basically what an engineer would see it at. Right. Yeah. 
which it's is a whole tough. different thing. Yeah. yeah, it's it's really tough. Like, because um, as a musician, you're just you know you're playing music and singing whatever. You're not really for me, anyways. I'm not really thinking about timing. So when you're actually recording, like timing is a very very like you need to have that down and. Mm-hmm. Like I had to play with a click track and I hate click tracks. And even then it was like so annoying. And so you're recording yourself and most artists are perfectionists. So like I'm recording myself and I messed up like one note. I'm like, no, that doesn't sound good. Do it again. Do it. I did it again. I'm like, oh, I messed up again. Got to do it again and again. Mm -hmm. And then I got so sick of playing my own song and it's like doing it myself. I had like maybe three or four guitar parts. So I have to record my lead twice and my rhythm twice and I'm doing it all myself, so it's like layering after layering after layering, all this recording process. Then once you get everything together, you gotta like mix it, mm-hmm. and mixing is a whole nother thing because you like layer each guitar part about six times. And I didn't like the copy and paste method, so I figured I'd go back and record it again, and try and get it on the point, and do it again and again and again. It's so time consuming, but but you're 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 you'll you'll know exactly what goes into it. You you know you'll oh, understand yeah. the process. And the mastering parts the most, like sitting there on your desk with headphones on, listening to the same song about like seven, eight times. And even if you listen to it once and didn't make any changes, mm-hmm. you listen to it again because you're like, it still doesn't sound right. Listen to it again, you start making changes and then you listen to it again. And you're like, oh, I'm not sure I like that. So, And I learned how to like save all my files separately, my guitar to my vocals, just in case I didn't like how it matched up one time I can save myself the process of re-recording the whole song and just kind of take that vocal out, put my mix in with the guitar again, start all over. So it's been a trial and error. Yeah. Well, because I, I bought it and I started recording like right off the bo- like the, the box. Like I, I didn't even check YouTube or anything. I just started doing it. I didn't even read the instructions. So like <laughs> had I had taken the time to do that, I would have saved myself a lot of time. But <laughs> I'm more of like a hands-on need to learn type of thing. Yeah. What does this button do? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, it does that. Oops. Which, you know, it, it allows the artist to take control of their music. Oh, hell yeah. You know, you know what, like me, when I edit sound, because this is all edited sound, of course, uh, for whatever compression and all of the good stuff. But if I hear something and I know only I can hear, it. I'm listening through the monitor headphones or whatever. And I can hear it. It drives me crazy because I know it's there. I know everybody else listening through earbuds or nobody's in like has like, you know, studio monitor speakers or, you know, that they go, hey, I heard that, you know, (laughs) I I heard he touched the microphone or moved the arm. You know what I mean? You know what's there. I get that with uh, my vocals. Like you'll hear me holding the paper, like like trying to sing. (laughs) And then you hear the click in the back when I'm done clicking the, the stop button. So, yeah, I totally know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. But, it, you know, it forces a person to know the the guts of what's really going on. Like everything, I've, I'm all self-taught. Film work, self-taught, audio editing, all self-taught. But I now know it. I mean, I'm not like, I'm, I know it to, to be competent, not like professional. <laughs> but I could be competent, you know. But I know it. So if. Anybody ever tried to bullshit me and be like, oh, no, that can't be. I'll be like, uh-uh, I know he can't be done. Because you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You, you learn it for yourself. Uh, so you're doing that. You're writing your own music. Uh, you're performing how or when or how often? 
I'm uh, performing randomly. Whenever I get the time, I try to make it to some open mics. Um, there's like a few in Santa Ana, Orange. Uh, I found a spot in Fullerton. Um, I'm just trying to branch out more as far as my own music goes. And then um, I recently got into this other band about a few months ago. We had been jamming prior, kind of took a little break because I was with another band. And then I kind of dropped out of that band, got back with this one. And we've been working on some stuff and it's really great. And um uh, We've been jumping the gun a little bit, booking some shows. Uh, we have like two in October, one in March, and uh, perhaps four songs with some lyrics. But, you know, we're going to push that out there, mm-hmm. get it done. So you're doing that. Um, do you want to play a song? Sure. I mean, if you guys don't mind me trying to sing and play. <laughs> I don't mind. Don't worry. We got you. We got it. So you could just tell us whatever background or whatever about the specific song if you want. You know, you were thinking of also another thing we didn't talk about, which now I just remembered the Dodgers. Oh, yeah. I'm a little bit of a fan. (laughs) If you could see on the camera, you could hold it up to that camera so you could see. She has a Dodger sticker on the guitar. She has a Dodger hat um, and then also license plate. Yeah, my Mustang, I have a, a Dodger's license plate that was in my old Toyota Corolla which was uh, my first car that I had ever purchased. And it was a blue one. It was used, and I thought it was weird that it was blue. And so I put these plates on there, and then everybody started calling my car Dodger. And that was never my name for it. <laughs> uh-huh. They're just like, oh, it's Dodger. And I was like, oh, okay. And my dog is named Dodger, so, yeah. So it's a good, it's a good thing. Let's go Angels. No, <laughs> just kidding. Ever. Just kidding. I'm like, that's it. Cut. <laughs> We're done. Don, what do you think? Is she approved? Don says yes. Don that, Newcomb. That's what's up. All right, so go ahead and just tell us anything you want about the song and how All right. about it. Um, about this song, um, the first one that came to mind was the song that kind of brought me here. Um, you had commented on it, and then I remembered you messaged me about doing this interview. And so based off of that alone, I'll play this song. Um, and the way this one came about, it's really weird. It was inspired by maybe three or four different people. Um Oddly enough, I was jamming out with some cool friends uh, out in L.A. And I was with a roomie and he doesn't play any instruments, but he sings and he wanted us to learn this song. And uh, he looked at the tabs and I learned the chords, but I wasn't playing it right because I guess I didn't know how the song sounded. So I didn't have the rhythm. And then this other girl started playing it and uh, she was playing something different. So I was trying to figure out the chords she was playing. And in the midst of me trying to figure out her chords... I was playing something completely different and then I f- came up with this cool melody and I was lyricless for a good while and then um, another one of my friends showed me this Facebook memory where she had a status like uh, broken heart, uh, coffee dreams, uh, broken hearts and coffee dreams or something like that, coffee breath and broken dreams, there we go. And uh, from there I was like, that's a really catchy title and what I was playing kind of sounds really loungy and I can picture myself drinking coffee to this song. So I started writing lyrics and from there it just... Uh, it's just all went, and then I have my coffee too. All right, but um, I get nervous and shy, so mistakes no charge. Mm-hmm. 
what a beautiful day for you to take my breath away i'd like to see your smile if only for a little while it might be too soon but i'd give the stars and moon i don't have a plan just take my hand my hand I don't know what's next Nothing's what it seems You left me with coffee breath And broken dreams, broken dreams I don't know what's next Nothing's what it seems You left me with coffee breath And broken dreams, broken dreams Get this funny feeling when you pop in my head. Oh, you've got me reeling, and I've got things to do instead. And I can't help but wonder what it is I should do. Well, nothing suffices, sweetheart. Well, I just wanna be alone with you. Coffee breath and broken dreams, broken dreams. I don't know what's next. Nothing's what it seems. You left me with coffee breath and broken dreams, broken dreams. up that solo but we'll go back into it I don't know what's next when nothing's what it seems you left me with coffee breath 
and broken dreams, broken dreams. I don't know what's next. Nothing's what it seems. You left me with coffee breath and broken dreams. That was great. You know, that, 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 I see that what you were saying about that little loungy vibe, a little sultriness. You know? Oh, thank you. Uh, kind of like a speakeasy type. You know what I mean? A little bit of uh, kind of like uh, something maybe in New Orleans. You know? A little seedy. Oh, sweet. You know what I mean? I like that. I've never heard that before, but I like that. It, it's um, in your voice. Your voice really carries the song, I think. Uh, you know, it's got that little rhythm to it. Kind of... Uh, kind of like a rock steady jazz you know rock steady jazz you know what i mean that's cool it, it, it's got that going for it and then your voice you know it just kind of carries the tune and you know the lyrics man i'm like everybody knows coffee breath you know and broken dreams <laughs> you think about that you know two things that i always say this pain is the one thing and science proves this it's the one thing that our mind remembers the most it's the hardest thing for us to forget. It's pain. So just like coffee breath. When you got coffee breath, man, you it's freaking pungent. You know? <laughs> That's true. You could smell it across a room. I used to, uh, I had in seventh grade, I had this uh, history teacher. I was uh, new to Van Nuys Middle School. I got transferred in the middle of a semester. And so there was no seats left. And they sat me like literally this was his desk. You're the teacher and this is me like literally in front of his desk and he would have this huge mug of coffee every day with him. <laughs> and when he would speak, all I would get his coffee breath in his lectures all day, every day. <laughs> so that kind of just reminded me of that right now. I was like, Oh, that is true. A lot of people have coffee breath, but it's so good. Yeah. Yeah. I actually just switched. I switched to, to matcha tea. Oh, nice. Because, uh, you know, whatever it, it was one of the things with inflammation and all the other good stuff I got going on with myself. But, um, so that song, and I like the story behind it. See, that's the thing is as uh, an original artist, you have a story versus like, you know, covers. Some people can have that right too, right? Like, oh yeah, I remember when I was whatever, I stubbed my toe and that <laughs> song was on the radio, you know, and I remember it forever now. But to to be creative, to draw something and conjure something up, that's yours, you know, it, the story, I think, was great. Now, you know what I was honestly thinking when I'm sitting here? I was sitting here thinking like, you know, it's like, yeah, okay, my life is pretty fucked up in a different area, like <laughs> terribly. But how cool is it that, you know, I'm getting like front row seat, you know, to, to not only learn about everybody that comes here. Because it's not just, we just don't like BS about things that nobody will, you know, you nobody will know anything about you. You know what I mean? I try to find out your story, your life. You know, not all like, you know, this like I'll tell all book. But, <laughs> but you know what I mean? One day when I write it, though, I'll come back and I'll give you that interview. You could too. spill the beans here. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, then to be able to sit there and, and to listen and to, 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 your, to your music and the stories behind it. And then for the people that are going to be watching this, 
Because as much as you and I are sitting here, there's going to be people in Japan, people in Germany and Europe that are going to watch or listen to this vodcast or podcast, and they're going to meet you, and they're going to see what I see in you, which is an original artist, a great musician, um, or else I wouldn't have you here. Trust me. Not everybody, just because I know people. On star, you know, because that's the weird thing. I think I told Ruby that. Ruby Champagne, the burlesque dancer. She was here, and I've met her a couple times in person. But sometimes on social media, right, you don't know. I mean, we say we know them, we're friends with them. But we're not really friends. That's very true, yes. <laughs> right? I mean, you're like, you know, this person I mean, <laughs> early on. So this started in February, the podcast, which actually you are episode 20, which is totally cool. That's so cool. I originally, Big 2 Yeah, yeah. It's almost a drinking age. <laughs> um when I originally started, I was like, you know what, I want to do one or two because physically it's it's a it's a nightmare. But I thought I want to do one or two a month, right? And I mean, it pretty soon was like every week was being booked. It just keeps on and on and on. But it was funny because like talking about knowing friends with people on social media. So some two of the some of the first few guests, one was like an actor, another one was like a legend of music. I won't say his name because I don't want to incriminate him. But <laughs> when he got here, he's probably thinking like it was uh, that movie. Did you ever see that movie, The Misery? Or Misery? Yes, I have. Remember how she was a total fan? And she, she like... Turned out to be a nutbag. She <laughs> breaks his legs like, you're not leaving anywhere. Dude, for, that will forever like get me worried about my ankles ever shattering. That movie. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Well, people would come in here. Back then, I used to have a... Um, one of my super advanced acoustic uh, blankets going across over here in this area. So you would have to open it like a drape to enter the 13th floor. You know, amazing marble, gold fixtures, the guy in the restroom handing out mints and candies and a <laughs> towel. You know, but they would come in here like so timid, like, is this guy going to like, who is this guy? I'm like, come into my garage. I have cameras. I'm picturing like Dexter for some reason. <laughs> you know how he drapes the whole room in plastic? Yeah, totally. Totally. One, one guy, uh, Citric, I'll call I'll say his name, Citric, who's George Lopez's co-star on Lopez. And he was in a lot of movies anyways. And so the publicist came first. They came first. I'm thinking Citric's probably around the corner waiting to get the green light. Because <laughs> like, it was one of my early episodes. I mean, he was probably in the first, I don't know, three or four episodes but so you know what i mean that's the thing is people you know i'm on social media and i'm glad i'm glad that you're you know you're you're a real down-to-earth person man and you know oh, hopefully you. when you blow up you don't be like forget that guy you know <laughs> i want that off the, the internet but you know you're you're I'm, I'm pleasantly i'm very happy that you're here oh thank you i'm glad to be here you know and again thank you for the invite and for having me because uh I'm down to do this type of stuff all the time. You just got to ask, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so if you ask, the worst thing I can say is no. But uh, and it was a long time in the making, too. I had a lot of like uh, miss miss scheduling and stuff. But I'm glad I finally got to make it down here. I'm, and that's the one thing. I'm very persistent with people. I always think about it this way. What's the worst they're going to tell me? No. You know, or they're not going to be like, we're coming to your house and laugh at you and tell you off and tell your neighbors what a failure you are. No, the worst <laughs> they can say is, is no. Or ignore me, which that happens. I know, shocking. Shocking that somebody can actually ignore me. Aww. Or mistreat me, like I told you earlier. <laughs> I won't say the author's name, so there's a hint. 
Dang. <sighs> yeah, read his book in college, bastard. Yeah. But so, anyways, enough <laughs> enough of let down because I don't want to have to sit here and, you know, cry myself to sleep tonight. <laughs> focus on the positives over here. That's what yeah. my life's all about. I focus on the positives because everybody has a roller coaster and a... These past like three weeks have been like so up and down, but mm-hmm. like I can't let that little stuff get to me because if I focus on it, like as selfish as it sounds, sometimes life just continues to move on and nobody's gonna stop for you. So the the longer you sit and feel sorry for yourself, the longer it's gonna take for you to get to where you need to be, mm-hmm. and nobody's really gonna help you out because they're all focused on doing their thing. So that's something that I learned throughout life, and something that I try in enforce in my life is. Mm-hmm. Stay positive. Like I'm, I'm a optimistic person, but I'm also realistic. So I'm not like in dreamland. I'm half feet on the ground too, but just got to keep moving forward. I'm like you know? the glass is half empty and it's poison. <laughs> 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 but I'm like, that's okay. You're not going to get me to drink it. You know. That's good too, though. Always taking precaution because mm. I'm, I'm a, I'm too trusting at times, and mm. you get burned sometimes. And but you live and you learn. You know. I think it's about what you put out in life, you know, because if there people are going to struggle. I mean, quite honestly, I, some episodes I'll share a little bit about whatever. And I try to be encouraging because I have to, because life sucks sometimes, man. It just does. And it, it doesn't does. mean, <laughs> but like Omar said it, Luis, and several of, I've had a, the founder of Echo Park Guitars who, this guy's making guitars for Joe Perry from Aerosmith, Dweezil Zappa, Jackson Brown. I mean, this guy's like, He's very successful, but he came here and he talked about slamming dope on Skid Row behind a dumpster and where his life was. And it wasn't to glorify it, but it was so that hopefully if somebody is out there listening, that they can go, you know what? I'm not alone in whatever it is. If it's addictions, if it's depression, mental issues, pain, back pain, mental pain, whatever it is. That somebody can hopefully go, this person, right, that they look to, that they admire, or their fans, that you're real. And that you actually can say, you know what? No, I, I focus on what's the positive, even though I know life can suck. To be real, man. You know, because a lot of people aren't, right? That's true. They're characters, like a cartoon drawing. I think a lot of people feed into their ego and... uh they're just trying to, they care about their image or the reputation. And mm-hmm. something my mom tried to instill in me when I was little is who cares what people think of you? Like they don't pay your bills. They don't feed you. They don't put clothes on your back. At the end of the day, they're not holding your hand while you're crying. Like, why do you care so much to impress them? Mm-hmm. Cause I would always bug my mom for like Nikes or name brand shoes when I was younger. And she'd always buy us like Payless and it would suck, especially growing up in the San Fernando Valley to be that kid with mm-hmm. some Payless shoes on. But, uh, as I got older, I realized I, I had these same pairs of shoes for like a year, a little over a year now, and I'll wear them until they're done, like until they're completely like I need a duct tape to hold them together. Like mm-hmm. um, I'm not a materialistic person anymore. Like I, I don't know. I just try and like uh, not hold on to not hold on to things like that anymore. Mm-hmm. That, that makes you so like uh, so vain when you, all you care about is your ego. Um, like I try and feed my soul nowadays, like mm-hmm. conversations that don't end for hours and hours. Like that makes me happy. People who are like, oh, did you hear about, you know, did you hear the news today? Did you hear about this? Or like, God, I can't stand this person. Like all that gossip and stuff. It annoys the hell out of me. It's so mm-hmm. weird. But 
even when I'm at work, someone's being negative. I'm just like, oh, God, not again. I'll just like walk away. And I'm just like, all right, cool. Change the vibe. But yeah. you can't be around that sometimes. It's too much. Yeah, it's how, who you, how you surround, you know, it's all energy, right? It we're is, all, We're yeah. all putting off energy. Sometimes we have to admit it, things, you know, we say whatever we're going through, you know, vent because that's human. It's, it's, I think, inhuman to hold it in. It's actually probably detrimental to your health to hold it in, but to vent or maybe at least share, you know, not with everybody. I don't sit here and be like, oh, guess what? This person so-and-so name, <laughs> you know, I don't go, I don't have a hit list of people that I go down the, you know, whatever that, whatever. Because at the end of the day, you have to live with yourself. You, although I always say, whatever decisions I make in life, can I look in the mirror and be okay with it? Because that's the only person that's going to be here in the end is myself. Not nobody else. Just me. So if I make this decision, am I okay with it? Because that's like your mom told you. Nobody's paying your bills. Nobody's there at the end. It's yourself. What can you live with? Because sometimes you make a decision and all of a sudden you're like, oh, wait a minute. I, I You know what I mean? Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, not not to get too serious, but it goes back to we. I want people to always feel. I mean, you know, this ain't Larry King or, you know, like, hey, let's get down to the nitty gritty here. But <laughs> no, I mean that there's people out there, you know, they, they could have enjoy. They enjoy a good time, music and whatnot, but that they also see you for you because you're a human being. As far as I'm concerned, you're not just somebody that's going to be like a 60 second clip that I'm going to use on Instagram to promote the show. <laughs> You know what I mean? I hate Instagram 60. See, I do. I bother me in 60 minutes. And their algorithm, too. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? I, doesn't that bother you on social media when you're like, you're like, oh, cool, this post, and you like it? And you're like, two days ago, you're like, how did this just show up in my timeline right now? Right? I kind of hate how they changed the whole structure of that. I'll see a bunch of cool shows. I'm like, I'm definitely going to that tonight. And they're like, that was three days ago. And I was like, what? <laughs> I look back at it. I was like, what the hell? Yeah. And it's like right in the tops of your feeds. And yeah, anyways, so that's, uh, okay, that was enough rant. <laughs> Social media algorithms. I was like, another thing. I'm just kidding. <laughs> and when I was in ninth grade, that coffee stinking bastard, and he spit once. I could have swore it was like Irish cream or something because it landed, <laughs> boy, it smelled kind of minty. But anyways, so um, you going to do another song for us? Um, I'd love to, yeah. I'm trying to figure out what I should play. Let's see. Here we because we were talking about wild records and everything i wrote this about i want to say 2013 and i believe i actually performed it for that uh that audition it was a uh, half written for a fallen writer who's no longer with us and then uh one of the friends that i got to meet because of her and we kind of uh wrote and played another song for her so this is kind of dedicated to both of them. Mm-hmm. 
loving baby Won't you sex Been going crazy lately I'm obsessed You've got me panting baby I'm out of breath So come on over and show me what's next Fallen Rider, her, her name was Carla Munoz, and uh, her friend that I got to jam with, her name was Monica, and I met her through unfortunate circumstances, but uh, meeting her, like, we got to work on this song that I had written for Carla, and um, through us jamming, like, I don't know, she just had really cool vibes, and uh, when we played this Benefit show, I got to meet uh, the Tequila Worms, they were the ones who kind of threw the event as well, and I got to use their equipment uh, to play that show, and you know, she had been like a go-go dancer for them, like during shows and stuff like that. So that's kind of how this all came about. Yeah. That, that's a trip because I've, I've been at, well, probably partied with her uh, before. Yeah, we'd see her a lot at the Northern Soul Nights uh, down in Santana. Uh, she'd be there. And I'd always see her and she was just like the life of a party, just so Sir, full of life. Her like, smile was like just so encapturing. Remember the first time I met her, me and my homeboy were at a at a show watching the Hurricanes and the Newmans in uh, Old Town Orange, somewhere on Chapman. And uh, we got pretty messed up and uh, we were really, really drunk and we decided, you know, let's go and drive. And then she's like, never met us. This one girl, never seen who the hell we were, just kind of like stopped us and had a talk with us. And she's like, you guys just chill for a minute and she actually walked with us across the street to 7-eleven and bought us coffee just so we could not drive like and just be okay and she stayed mm-hmm. and hung out with us until we were like sober 
And from there, I would just keep seeing her at random shows and we would always talk. And uh, she was like one of the people who got me so interested in getting a, a motorcycle and into riding. And um, shortly after what had happened to her, I, I was into riding and I actually had my own little spill with the motorcycle. So that kind of hmm. stopped me from riding. But uh, I'm still here. Cars can't take me down. And unfortunately, my, my barber, Carlos Gomez from the High Strung Ramblers, was also killed on his motorcycle, literally right up the street. Um, so it was, you know, I, I've known a few people that have passed from that, and it's it's one of those things that's tragic, you know, especially like with Carly. I, I, I can just remember her. I mean, I remember she had like, I think the side of her hair was kind of like buzz cut, and the top yeah. was long. She was just like punk rock, man. I mean, she was just... But life, I remember every time you'd see her, just, I'm, well, you know, when I would see her at venues or whatever, just kind of happy-go-lucky, man, just life. Like, you know, you had to say somebody was like that. Because, you know, sometimes you go out and everybody's trying to be too cool for school, and she wasn't, man, you know, just, so that's cool. I, I, I kind of had a feeling when you said that uh, about somebody, and I thought, hmm, I remember, it, you know, I don't know, she have a triumph, I think, or what was it? Oh, the Black Mamba, she called it. But I believe it was a triumph, yeah. yeah. Carlos also had a triumph, too, which is interesting. I think she also did a, a commercial for Harley Davidson, mm-hmm. too. That was such a, like, she like if you look up the definition of badass in the dictionary, she's literally the epitome of that word, like, through and through. She was such a cool person. Yeah. And uh, she's influenced so many more people. Unfortunately, after her passing, she's influenced so many more people. I've met so many people I would have never met hadn't it been from going to these events and just, you know, just hearing all these stories. And I'm like, oh, cool. That's so random. Like, how'd you meet her? Like, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, she impacted people. Her life and the way she was definitely impacted people just by meeting. It could just been casual or, you know, casual conversations or whatever. But it was an impact. So... You have one more for us? I could do one more, yeah. Yeah. All right. I don't want to be like pulling teeth. I want you to be like, yeah. <laughs> I'm super down. I mean, because to be honest, uh, I'm a super procrastinator, so I might have practiced like for an hour yesterday and then maybe an hour today. <laughs> <laughs> Is that why you're doing the live feeds? I saw that. On, I was thinking, hmm, is she practicing for today? Oh, that, I wasn't even practicing the songs I should have been practicing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I saw the one when you were like, um, what did you say? It was like, this is a improvisation. Uh, I think it was yesterday, maybe. Well, who knows? Because it shows up in my whatever. It could have been yesterday. I think I've only done uh, the Instagram live thing twice. Once was yesterday, and the one like maybe a day prior to that. Mm-hmm. But um, if it was the one when I was singing, that was maybe like a day ago. But that one was random too. I don't, I don't know what the hell I was saying. So hmm. that's how a lot of great music gets lost. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Thank you. 
never stray too far from home Cause when I do I feel so long Well, I know I shouldn't be cause I've got love I've got somebody to dream of Well, surround myself with positive vibes But lust for happiness that isn't mine well, I don't know what's wrong with me But would you keep me company? I don't know where I should be But all I know is that I never felt so I never felt so lovely My mind's a mess and my life is too I never know what I wanna do well I hang around until I get bored I'm always wanting more and more Well, well I'm a lady just a little rough And I'm not sure if it'll be enough I don't know what's wrong with me But would you keep me company? I don't know where I should be all I know is that I never felt so lovely I never felt so lovely, yeah I keep doing the solos though. But good thing we could always edit this out. I never stray too far from home. Cause when I do, I feel so alone. Well, I know I shouldn't be cause I've got love I got somebody to dream of Well, surround myself with positive vibes And lust for happiness that isn't mine I don't know what's wrong with me But would you keep me company? I don't know where I should be but all I know is that I never felt so, I never felt so lovely. I never felt so lovely, yeah.
That that was another heavy song. Oh, thank you. I have like a killer solo in there, but yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's right. They they could just buy the the CD or the record or download it, right? That's true. Once I get on that, because <laughs> I got the recording process down, but I don't feel like it's good enough to sell just yet. So I got to keep recording and make it worthwhile for everybody. That that the whole time. I mean, because I, I I'm like you were saying how you love music. I love everything in music. I mean, I could be listening to Chopin one minute, listening to flamenco the next, to Miles Davis, Coltrane, to you know Frank Zappa. You name it. I'm on mine. Zeppelin. I'm everywhere. Nice. And, and, you know Alton Ellis the next minute. My Pandora feed is pretty insane. Same. <laughs> <laughs> but. So, because I I do, I'm sitting here listening to you. I hear a lot of Nina Simone, a lot of Nina Simone in your voice. Is she an influence or something that? I want to say yeah, but I would be lying. And I kind of feel bad for saying, I'm not sure if I've heard her before. Mm -hmm. So. It's very jazzy though. But I want to say maybe I have, but maybe I don't recognize the name. Yeah, because I think you had told me earlier when we were talking before off camera, I think you had mentioned something like, "Oh yeah, you saw your music kind of like psychobilly, maybe." Oh, uh, with the with the band with the that band. I'm playing with, yeah, we do like psychobilly, but uh, because your music's very jazzy, oh, very, thank you. but but a very um, a very dark jazz. You know, Billie Holiday meet Nina Simone, and they go hang out in the back alley ah. and play some, you know. Uh, speakeasy that's got some like burlesque chick dancing or something you know and a whole lot of crap going on it's illegal <laughs> you know <laughs> I, I don't know why I just you know I'm sitting there listening to it it's like it sounds like my life <laughs> <laughs> yeah no but I mean that that's the thing about your music um, because it's yours I can't honestly and I was racking my brain which is very very tiny these days but I was racking it and I was thinking like who can I think today is even close. I can't even begin to think like, oh yeah, it's it's like this person or it sounds like this style today. I can't. That's why I'm like having to piece it together <laughs> from different people, these elements. But very jazz. Do you feel like it's jazzy music at all? Oh, I definitely do. Because like uh, when people are like, what kind of music do you play? Like I'll start naming like my four to five major influences, but then it just keeps like dwindling down. But like, my main influences, like genre-wise, I guess, is like rockabilly, blues, surf, jazz, um, and uh, I want to say lounge music, but I'm not even sure that's like a specific genre. But when I think lounge music, I think like coffee shop or some cool little French cafe, you know, like. And that's the, I guess that's the type of genre that I'm not trying to go for, but I think I fit into most is kind of like jazz, blues, lounge, mm-hmm. somewhere along there. With the occasional like rockabilly riff or two in there. Mm-hmm. No, it sounds very unique, very unique, and it, it's something you you got you got something special. You oh, got something thank special. You. And I'm very uh, excited for you to see what what the future holds for you. So, where can people find you? Because you're gonna be. Are you gonna? Is it a set deal with this band? You're gonna be performing, or? Yeah, I mean, for right now, I'm I'm with them, and I'm gonna take it as far as as we could take it. Because uh, I've been in quite a few bands, and. Um, it's not that we never go anywhere, but just somehow we get all this great material and then we just kind of like slowly fizzle out before we even get anywhere. 
And with these ladies that I'm jamming with, we have like an instant chemistry. Like I've never, we sometimes like just joke around for half of our band practice and we forget we're having too much fun. We forget to focus on the music, which is where now I'm trying to be like more of the mama bear and be like, okay, we have like a month before these shows that we randomly booked. So we need to get like seriously get on this, but uh, I'm having so much fun. So with them, I'm hoping it takes me mm-hmm. as far as I, as far as I can go with them. But it's a different style, right? Uh, totally a different style. Like I, I love psychobilly uh, music, um, but when it comes to playing, it's a complete different ballpark. Like it's it's super fast, and uh, for me, like I like playing a lot of the slower, like slower things where you can kind of hear note for note. And when I sing, like I sing at a slower tempo just so I can uh, enunciate my voice better. And so with psychobilly singing, uh, I don't think that's like my my forte, but yeah, I'm trying. So people could find you. Where could they find you? Um, definitely you can find me on the streets. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I do have a YouTube channel. It's under Adri Ace Cat. So I have some, some music videos on there that'll range from like a younger Adriana back when I was like 18 to now. So there's big differences in my style and you can kind of see me grow up through those videos, which is why I love, uh, recording myself as like egotistical as that sounds i love kind of just seeing my progression so when i go back and look at a video from like five years ago i'm like ah cool i didn't know what i was doing back then but i played it off pretty well mm-hmm. so either youtube um i have a soundcloud but i think i have like one song on there and i've haven't visited that since like three years ago so if that's out there somewhere uh, my instagram is at uh, acecat13x31 and then from there you can follow a link to uh, my facebook and i just have all my music on my social media and um, I'm in the midst of recording my own stuff. And once it's all perfected, I will definitely have that out and um, available for grabs hmm. and possibly on like iTunes or something like that. Well, I'm, I'm very excited. Like I said, very excited to to see your career, what you have in the future. Uh, is there anything else you want to talk about before we wrap up? Uh, the top of don't my say head. the eclipse don't say the eclipse <laughs> you know what <laughs> i'm all for like uh i was all for the eclipse too and i woke up and it was 11 and i was like ah oh, shit it already happened didn't it <laughs> and i was like all right cool but i got enough uh of it on people's snapchats and social media so i feel like i was right there with you guys vicariously <laughs> <laughs> and i didn't have to blind myself so it's all good <laughs> yeah i think i even saw something that there was faulty glasses that were being recalled oh so i'm like yeah that's a bad way to find out you got the bunk glasses you're like ah it burns it's supposed to burn you're looking at the sun dummy but uh, so is there anything else you want to talk about uh to be honest not that i can think of yeah do you have a good time i definitely had a fun time this is definitely Nothing to be nervous about. I came into here, I was all nervous and shy. Like, kind of felt like a job interview, if anything, in my head. <laughs> I built it up too much. And yeah. So, yeah, for anybody who does come here in the future, it's totally kick back, chill, totally be yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is one of the, maybe one of the few episodes there was no alcohol involved. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was a good time. I had a good time. So, that'll wrap up this episode. Make sure you check her out um, on her YouTube channel and on Instagram. And so that'll wrap it up on, make sure you find us on gentlemansavenue.com forward slash the lodge cast on Instagram, Twitter, and on iTunes and Google play. So until next time, be well, my friends.